Hello, 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 and welcome to Emotional Eating with Marilyn, where we talk all things emotional fitness and how to overcome emotional eating. Thank you to all of you supporting this podcast. You can find me on Instagram under Emotional Eating with Marilyn and on TikTok under Marilyn Raffi. Now on to today's episode. Hello everyone, so today let's talk about how to stop emotional eating, how to stop emotional eating. And something that was surprising for me is that I found out through a funny anecdote that many, many of you are interested in how to stop emotional eating. I thought that with all the podcasts and all the episodes and all the depths that we discussed, that you guys wouldn't even be interested in an episode like this, how to stop emotional eating. But actually, I found out through a mistake that I did that actually many of you really want this knowledge. What was the mistake? If you're interested, keep on listening. This is an advert for better help. So if you're listening to this podcast and thinking there are things I need to unlock in order to overcome emotional eating, then BetterHelp is for you. BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is an online platform that connects you to a suited therapist. You answer a few questions about yourself and the angle you want to focus on, and they will match you with a therapist. You can switch if you want to, completely free of charge if your first match is not a good fit. And I personally know that starting therapy can be overwhelming. I was so scared and ashamed in my first few months. But then when I realized how it changed my life, I wanted everyone to benefit from this magic too. So with better help, there is less friction to start therapy. I will put the link in the show notes with all the details. Basically, it's betterhelp.com slash EEM. And by using this link, you help support my podcast and you get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. And I truly believe that therapy will help you understand the layers of your emotional eating. And as I say, it all starts with awareness, awareness and awareness. So for 10% off your first month, you just need to click on the link in the show notes or visit betterhelp.com slash EEM. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this channel. And so before the ad, I was telling you that I did a mistake that made me realize that many of you are interested in this simple topic, how to stop emotional eating. And we always say that mistakes are an opportunity to learn. But for me, it was really the case. What happened? A few weeks ago, by mistake, I uploaded this episode called How to Stop Emotional Eating, but it was actually an empty episode. It just had the, the introduction to give you a bit of background before so when i have an idea sometimes i just put um i put uh, the you know the title and just an introduction and then i schedule it for many many months later this one slipped and it was empty however what i realized is that it had a lot of views and i was looking at the views and the listens in my podcast i was like oh where is this coming from and then i realized that you guys were listening to this episode that was empty it was just an introduction uh, the intro, the basic intro that I use. And it was on how to stop emotional eating. And if this mistake didn't happen and then I didn't see the metrics, I wouldn't even think of uh, publishing or uh, doing an episode like this because I've done s- some in the past because I've done some that are much more deep and much more nuanced. And then I would think, you know, no one would be interested. But actually, it's um, it's not the case. And this makes me think that either... 
you guys are just joined recently or maybe sometimes we you know we need the basics we sometimes we over uh make things over complicated and just going back to the simple basics really a refresher is so important so today let's talk about how to stop emotional eating so in order to stop emotional eating we first need to understand what emotional eating is and what it is not and to its simplest in its simplest form emotional eating is when you eat because you're not hungry your body is not hungry you don't have physiological hunger that's how we call it physiological hunger so in your stomach you're not hungry but you are emotionally hungry you have we call it mouth hunger you feel you need to like you feel peckish that's how we say it in in england you feel like you want to eat something um because you need to soothe an emotion you need to soothe uh, an uncomfortable emotion or on the opposite hand you need to enhance a very pleasure pleasurable emotion let me give you a few examples so Uncomfortable emotions, we usually don't call them negative emotion or positive emotions. I mean, it's fine if you want to call them that way. Just because sometimes an, an emotion that's really uncomfortable, it's not negative because uh, overall you're going to benefit from, him. It's go- from it. It's going to protect you from something. But it could be things like you're really overwhelmed and tired with your kids. They have been doing tantrums and you feel really drained then you really want to feel better so you go and eat it could be things like uh, you had a, a huge fight with your partner and now you feel empty inside or it could be for example you had an exhausting day at work and there is nothing else that you can give and in a way you feel not good enough so things like that positive or if you want comfortable or yeah I don't know how, let's call them positive emotions, uh, although it it means that the other ones are negative, but I can't find another way, uh, maybe comfortable emotions, you know what I mean, happy and everything. These is, for example, you have the birthday of someone that you love, or you're celebrating that you just got engaged, or you got a promotion, or X, Y, Z, food, because of society, because the way we're designed and everything is always enhancing those events. So you have a cake or a toast for everyone, or let's this, and let's do this and that. So this is uh, what I mean by emotional eating. Is it good or is it bad? It's neither good nor bad. I just want to have this caveat because if for, if for you, it doesn't affect your life. It doesn't hinder your life. You do it once in a while and it doesn't, uh, like you have other tools to deal with life, then it's fine for you. Or if you have emotions that are too overwhelming and you, otherwise you couldn't cope with life, this also it's fine. However, if every time something happens in your life, you go and you reach to food and then it starts to affect your life. It starts to affect your energy level. It starts to affect you can't deal with problems. You're not really looking at the root of it. Then why not thinking of, okay, working on my emotional eating and finding other tools than food to cope with life. Okay, now let's get to the practical bit, how to stop emotional eating. So on my website, marilynraffi.com, Marilyn is like the way I spell it in my podcast, and Raffi is R-A-F-I-H, I put a method called the EEM method. And basically, the first thing is the simplest thing, which is to make 
the decision to make the decision to work on your emotional eating this will usually take 20 years and one second you say like we say it takes one second to make the decision but it's all the work that we've done in the past uh, or in our life 20 years five years 10 years all the diets that you've done that failed everything that you've done that is not working is thinking okay i'm going to make a decision now i'm going to go to the root cause which is emotional eating why is it important to make the decision because then you will commit uh, working on emotional eating can be sometimes painful because you will have to look at things that really bother you you will have to do some compromises on not seeing people that could trigger you that could drain you uh, saying no you know really working on those things on yourself that for years and years and years you've practiced habits that serve or don't serve you probably they like actually they don't serve you uh, so you have to make a decision to sacrifice and compromise on them. Beginning, it feels uh, it can feel painful, but then it feels oh so good. I promise you, it's gonna feel so so good. So I'm gonna list the steps and then explain them because I don't want to create too much suspense. So the first step, as I said, is to make the decision. The second step is to heal your relationship with food, if and only if you had a like unhealthy relationship with food. For example, for me, I've done 21 diets, uh, always all my life restriction. So you can imagine the relationship I had with food. So I'll discuss this. This step, if you have a healthy relationship with food, you can skip it. I doubt that uh, you have because otherwise you wouldn't reach to food when you're feeling bad. Um, the next step is to work on yourself, on your self-development. It could be on your childhood trauma. It could be on uh, limiting beliefs, things, identities that your parents gave you. It could be many things and I'll discuss that. And the last step, the last, last step for me is to work on um, improving your eating habits. So for example, saying, should I drink oat milk, oat milk or coconut milk or soya milk? You know, all those nuances. Because first, I bet that you know most of how, like, you know what to eat and not to eat. But the problem is, you you promise yourself you're not going to eat it, but there is something that you can't like. It's like hijacking you, possessing you, and you're going to eat. So it's really working on the behavior, on the why, rather than on the what to eat. Why am I eating? Rather, what am I feeling? Rather than what should I eat? So we spoke about first step, which is to make the decision to work on your emotional eating. The second one is to heal your relationship with food. So this, I just want to explain something. So in every behavior, we have um, the normal range, which is in a continuum. And then at uh, both ends of the spectrum, you have like clinical cases. So for example, for emotional eating, if you always, always use food um, to cope with life, you you use huge amount of food, or sometimes you purge and X Y Z. Then you go to the clinical um, end, which is either binge eating disorder, bulimia, and things like that. So this you will need more. I would uh, suggest that you contact your your physicians, your GP, uh, just to get appropriate you know healthcare professional advice. If you're on the other end of the spectrum, which is you never, when you're feeling really, really bad, you don't eat, you stop eating and everything. And not just once, but like really regularly, then it's the anorexia end of the spectrum. Again, these are the two ends of the spectrum where I would recommend seeking healthcare professional advice. If you're um, 
questioning whether you are in the like quote unquote normal because what is normal normal range or clinical range uh, maybe you can check something online called the diagnostic the DSM uh, I think now the version 5 uh, it's like like a um, a guide or a manual uh, that healthcare professional ad, uh, you know people uh, use to diagnose people so this will help you but i'm not going to go into the clinical um, eating disorders because it's not my specialty but i just want to let you know that emotional eating is in the normal range but for some of you maybe it's better that you really seek healthcare professional advice. But what I meant by healing your relationship with food is that if you always had restrictions in your life and like you have like this obsession of I'm not allowed to eat this specific type of food. I don't know. Some people, for some people, it's Oreos. For some people, it's burgers. For some people, it's uh, pizza or I don't know, you know, jelly beans or whatever. Everyone's like has their own. And every time life gets in the way, you go to this food that is restricted. This would mean that your relationship with this food is not healthy. And it could be a range of food. It could be like, for example, carbs. It could be sugars. It could be fats, X, Y, Z. And um, what I've noticed through uh, the years of working on emotional eating is that the choice usually very often, the, the food that you go to when you want to eat emotionally, when you're not feeling well, very often it's the food that uh, reminds me, it reminds you of a safe time uh, or a nice time uh, in your childhood or Sometimes it's not really like you had a very chaotic life, but this was the food that you went to to feel better. So it's not like just a random, oh, it, it tastes good. To give you examples, I had a client that her mom used to love uh, be, um, like jelly beans, Haribo's and all of these, you know, those, those uh, sweets if you want. And she had this obsession with it and like herself now as as an adult that's what she really really loves i have another uh, client that love uh, cheese grilled cheese uh, sandwiches and this also when he was younger reminded him of home i have another client that loved uh, that loves ice cream and it turns out that every time she was when she was young before her parents used to divorce they used to go in a fa as a family and their parents loved ice cream so it's things like that you can ask yourself why this food why am i so into this kind of food was it modeled by my parents was it the thing that was available in the cupboard that um you know, I could sneak and have, you know, questions like this. So now once you, so how to heal your relationship with food? This is the biggest question. What I did is that I followed the intuitive diet, um, the intuitive diet, which is basically it has a set of 10 rules. I have an episode on that. It's a book and there's a workbook. So you can uh, check in my um, in all my episodes. I have an episode. It was like, uh, I think in 2021, I published it. Which, uh, and it's not just eat whatever you want, whenever you want it. This is really like, this. it's a misconception. It's, there's 10 rules. One is really follow your emotions. Only eat when you're physically hungry. Um, and so eat when you're physically, uh, it's called honor your hunger and really follow your emotions um, and eat food that will give, uh, that will energize you. So there's a set of 10 rules. So for example, what I did after the 21 diets, I stopped all diets. I would eat whatever I wanted, but only when I was hungry. And I stopped when I was full. So, for example, if I, I remember I used to buy sandwiches. I loved bread. 
uh, but I used to eat half of them and then stop and then maybe continue a few hours later. And I know it can generate so much fear and anxiety to really stop diets because if that's what you've done all your life and you could control yourself, you can control your life, you could control your body, you can control, like there's a lot of control. It's really hard to stop and go with another alternative. So if you feel like deep sense of anxiety, then what I would recommend is to go and see a therapist. Uh, you probably heard the ad at the beginning on BetterHelp, where I have my discount code. But also you can use, uh, you know, any kind of therapy, but because it will really help you deal with the anxiety. And I would recommend to choose someone who knows whose like uh, specialty is on food, you know, or eating behaviors. So you made the decision, you worked on healing your relationship with food, then the next step is to work on your uh, yourself, your trauma, your limiting beliefs and everything. This, I guess, I would say this step you can do it at the same time and I would recommend to do it at the same time as healing your relationship with what you're doing the, like at the same time, it's not one after the other and it's phases in life. What, what does this mean? Well, this means that, that basically every time you go to food, you're, you're like finding yourself walking through the fridge, opening the fridge, for example, and see, mm, there's nothing that I feel like uh, wanting. You close the fridge, you open the cupboard. No, there's nothing. Okay, I'm going to check on my phone if I can order something. And you like, and then ask yourself, am I hungry? Is my belly, like in my stomach, am I, do I feel hunger? Or is it in my mouth? If it's in my mouth, this means that I am not hungry. This is, means that it's emotional eating. And I know that many of you, like me, at the beginning, you don't even know what physical hunger is because diets and everything really blunt your hunger. They say to, to you, don't listen when you're hungry. Go and get a few cucumbers. So it, it might not be a very straightforward at the beginning don't worry it will come for me it took maybe two weeks to really understand uh, what hunger was and when i was full feeling uh, fullness was harder than understanding when i was hungry so if you want to think there's the start and the stop button so every time you go let's say after a meeting at work you like you rush to either if you're working from home rush to the kitchen in the office you go and look for the biscuits etc ask yourself okay so i'm not hungry then definitely i have something an emotional hunger what what am i feeling then again our society our life we don't know we don't know how to 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 understand what made us eat for this i would recommend go on google and google the wheel of emotion wheel of emotion you'll find many 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 pictures with a list of all the possible emotions that the human can have i've put one in my journal uh, the positive journal on emotional eating where you can journal on what you're feeling what made you eat and things like that i've created my own wheel of emotion so if you want to buy the journal uh, I'll, I'll put a link but uh, you can find one on google and like they're, they're almost all the same and ask yourself okay so let's take a specific example uh, I had a fight with my partner and I'm reaching, I'm go, going to my phone and I'm going on this uh, delivery or whatever and I want to order pizza, okay? Ask yourself, okay, I'm not, before ordering, let me Google a wheel of emotion, what do I see? I see different things. I see, maybe I feel sad, maybe I feel abandoned, maybe I feel uh, disrespected or betrayed, Maybe I feel, uh, what, could, what could you feel? Empty. Uh, maybe I feel insecure. 
less than, not good enough. You know, there's all those nuances. And depending on what you feel, you will start to realize, oh, actually, if I feel uh, not good enough, or let's say if I feel abandoned, will this pizza make me feel good enough? Will this uh, pizza make me feel not abandoned? Probably, most probably, surely not. But this is how we trained our brain time and time again to uh, go for pizza uh, as the solution to our problem, as the solution to our emotions. Where does it come from? Where does it come from? Well, basically, it comes from childhood. It comes from every time we would cry as babies, our parents would give us milk and not to their fault because they didn't know. But also it comes as when we're a bit older, as toddlers, as uh, you know, young adults, every time we would not feel well, maybe our parents would give us food or they, every time they were not feeling good, they would eat. So we, they modeled it. So this is one thing. This is the reason why our brain. So basically in your brain, you have few neurons. Neurons are the cells. You have millions, not few. And, um, uh, this is actually how the the, the the guy that won the Nobel Prize, Eric Kandel, he won, he won the Nobel Prize on memory. And basically, he realized that we connect neurons, we connect neurons every time we like, basically, if we do a behavior and another, like you feel sad, you eat, the neurons of sadness and eating, I don't know how they are basically, but they connect to each other. So you need to disconnect the synapses you need every time you feel sad to do something else go for a walk then you're going to rewire your brain and it's going to become a new habit so as you can see it will take time it will take time because you have to rewire brain but also there's so many nuances of why we eat and you have you will have to understand a bit of your childhood for you it's probably a fucking horrible childhood pardon my french for others it's not so bad but many, many of us, uh, the many of my listeners and the people I work with had a tough childhood where either they had a sibling that was the golden child and they were the labeled as the child with problem. Maybe they had a parent with um, depression or a bit aggressive, alcoholic, violent, etc. Um, maybe they had um, even abuse and everything. So there's always some deep stuff that you will usually make you work or may make you eat and you have to work on it. So for this, again, how to really go to the root of it, um, I would say if it's really, really deep therapy, if it's not uh, like really proper trauma, I have coaching sessions and there's many coaches, but just find someone that you feel are, is non-judgmental. You can do it yourself through reading books, to listening podcasts and things like that. So step one, decision. Step two, heal your relationship with food. And step three, work on yourself, development, work on yourself. Understand why, when do I go to food when I'm hungry? When do I go to food when I have an emotion? If it's an emotion, which one it is and what can I do? So you can, you, you, it's good always to have a, a list of tools of things to do instead of eating, you know, as for example, on your phone, in your notes, like, okay, if I'm not feeling well, I can go for a run, I can draw my emotions, I can do some breathing, I can call a friend, uh, X, Y, Z, so things like that, so that you're not left on your own with those emotions. Ideally, ideally, the best thing to do is to 
sit with the emotions uh, and just let them come and let them go. I actually have an episode which is called an exercise to do when you're about to engage with emotional eating. It's a breathing exercise. So you can also put it in your notes uh, on your phone and you can listen to it every time you feel like you're going to engage with emotional eating. However, However, I know that sometimes emotions are too overwhelming. So we need to distract ourselves with other things or we need to just let them out in a more structured way. Like, for example, drawing your emotion or even drawing like a cup of uh, your day and how your cup was full and like you really need to empty it. And as you can see, the last stage in my EEM method, in my method, is to improve your eating habits. Because let's say you decided that you want to go gluten-free or you're not going to eat chocolate or refined sugar or X, Y, Z, you know, all those things. You have those decisions made. But every time life happens, you have a big thing, a big emotion um, you're going to go to food because if you haven't dealt with or you haven't developed tools to deal with life uh, shits, sorry, again, pardon my French, then of course you're going to go to food. Of course you're going to go to sugar. Of course you're going to go to those uh, food that when you were younger were the source of safety, the source of feeling good enough. Of course, you're going to go to them. So first deal with, uh, you know, the root cause. Then does it mean that oh, this applies to Every 100% of the people, no. Some people have, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, medical conditions where they have to start somewhere. Some people have no idea of what to eat and what not to eat. Some people, maybe their bodies become accustomed to, to sugar. So they need to go through like stopping and do sugar craving, like on the sugar cravings. So that was it for today. So in order to stop emotional eating, I have, as I mentioned, an EM method, which is a stepwise approach first make the decision to do this second if you feel you need to heal your relationship with food then focus on that then really work on understanding what emotions make you go to food and how can you find other tools other than uh, eating and the final final step as i mentioned is to really improve on uh, on your eating habits otherwise i'll see you next week on friday 5 a.m uk time 6 a.m central european time midnight eastern time and on thursday 9 p.m pacific time